0: Welcome back. We are Eat the Damn Cake Podcast. I'm Maddie. And I am Carly. And we're just so excited to have you back. Episode 31. I like to throw a reminder in every week just, just to know. To show you how far we've made we've it. We've come so far. So far. 31 weeks. You know, there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah. And. We're We're at 31. I didn't know that. Believe it or not. Twenty one weeks away from a year, everyone. So I love it. It's pretty exciting. Welcome back. If this is your first time listening, we just want to let you know what we're all about. We're about making the fitness industry a more inclusive environment and also just making breaking those fitness standards and also diet culture. Just getting getting really real about diet culture and why we need to get away from it. So welcome welcome thanks again for
1: being today here. we are so excited we have a guest here Woo-woo. via zoom and he is one of like so in the fitness industry right he's, he now. Is, so in the fitness honestly, industry. Honestly, it's
0: so cool because we haven't had someone like him on our podcast yet. Yes. And he is just like in their crushing life. Um, he's going to tell you a little bit about him. He's
1: currently head strength and conditioning coach for the Windy City Storm, a youth AAA hockey organization located near Chicago. His name is Joe Maloney. Joe, welcome Woo! to eat the damn cake. We're so excited. Thank
2: you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Thanks for gassing me up a little bit at the beginning there, too.
0: (laughs) Of course. If you haven't noticed yet, we're just going to be your hype women. This whole podcast. The whole podcast will just keep saying nice things about you so unless you piss us off (laughs) 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 unless by (laughs) the end of this we're like I don't know if we have any nice things left (laughs) unless you're like I love diets then (laughs) (laughs) we probably (laughs) will be like no no we're like okay (laughs) Joe we're gonna get get right on track so welcome we're so happy to have you. you and um you know tell our listeners just like a little blurb about you where you're from where you're coming from what Break it down for us. Tell them what sure. they need to know about Joe.
2: Of course. Um, I grew up in Falmouth, Massachusetts, so on Cape Cod. Pretty sick uh, childhood, I guess. Um, see, I graduated from Keene State College in 2018. I studied, uh, I think they call it human performance slash exercise science uh, mm-hmm. with a focus in coaching. Um, oh, cool. I worked at Mike Boyle Strength and Conditioning in Woburn for two years. So cool. And then last September, I moved out to Illinois to take this job uh, in in Chicago. So uh, I don't really know how I ended up here, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's been good so far. It's definitely a different world than what I'm used to on the East Coast. But
1: Yeah. yeah. I yeah. know. Growing up on the Cape to Chicago, that's so different. Huge, Chicago's landlocked and huge jump. Well, oh, not yeah, exactly. little. There's some water there. There's no
2: there's ocean, There's not a beach. very problematic. Like, you can go to the lake.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. It's not the eh, same.
2: It's, it's not the same. Not the how, same. Long, how
1: long have you been out there? Sorry, did I miss that?
2: No, I moved out here in September. So, like...
1: Okay. It's so so pretty had, new September. still. You haven't had a summer there yet.
2: I have not. Oh. And, like, I moved out here during COVID. Yeah. So,
0: like... During a little panorama. There wasn't really much to moment. do for the first <laughs> six
2: Like, yeah, a little pandemic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, No, it's pretty good. Know. Like
2: things are starting to open up a little bit. Well,
1: yeah. that's so, so awesome. Um, tell us a little bit about you know your, your... experience at Keene State. Yeah. Did you play sports there? Have you always grown up playing sports? Like, what's your favorite sport, etc.? What sure. made you know you want to do fitness? Basically,
2: yeah. So I, I had a pretty interesting route to get to Keene. I originally went to uh, Sacred Heart University in Connecticut oh, nice. um, to play lacrosse, um, which Long story short, didn't end up working out, um, ended up like moving home after my sophomore year and then transferred into Keene. Um, I played hockey there. I've always like, I was always like way better at lacrosse, but I always loved hockey more. And like, so, um, you know, playing hockey in college was fun. And like yeah. the program at Keene was
1: unbelievable. It was great. Like yeah, it's it was a really good.
2: Like, yeah. You probably it's, know it's our friend Cooper. probably. New Hampshire is a, a great place. Like there's no tax on booze or anything like that. Like, <laughs> so very, it's
0: such a fun college experience. You're like, uh, oh yeah, I can, I can actually afford alcohol and like <laughs>
1: decent alcohol. No one's drinking like, and
2: stuff Like it was, it was a good time for sure. <laughs> it's so um, fun. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And so because you ended up playing hockey, is that what made you want to work with hockey players?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, with my career, I always wanted to be around sports. Yeah. Um, when I originally went to Sacred Heart, I thought I was going to study athletic training because I honestly didn't know the difference between athletic training and strength and conditioning. I thought it was the yeah. same thing. A lot of people. Told me, yeah, like I, I think a lot of strength coaches have that kind of yeah like background. But um, so like they're like, you can't do that because it's going to interfere with lacrosse. And then lacrosse didn't end up working out. So I was like, I literally I tell you, I took every single intro class in the area of mankind like eventually settled on becoming a political science major like what does that even mean yeah and then like found my way into conditioning after that I feel so, like that's always it was a, what happens it was a weird route, but,
0: I mean it's yeah. so hard to decide I think we talk about this a lot on our podcast when we were in college I was literally failing every class my freshman semester and kept calling my parents being like I want to come home pick yeah pick me up I'm failing. I don't know how to do school. I was a nutrition major starting out, and that's another thing where it's like what does that even mean? Like I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew I liked food. So it's like yeah. nutrition seems seems good. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that first semester I was like, okay, I was a swimmer. We were both swimmers. Mm-hmm. Um we knew I knew I wanted to be same thing around sports, around athletics, training athletes. So you know, I knew I wanted to do exercise science, but it's hard. Choosing what you want to do at a young age is like. It's so hard.
1: Crazy. I so, went into kin not knowing what I wanted to do, thinking I wanted to do the physical therapy route or athletic training. And then I shadowed it and I was like, I don't want to do this at all. Like I, I want like to be. taping in, ankles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be in fitness.
2: Right, exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a journey and it's so cool because I think it almost humanizes everyone when people hear like, oh, it wasn't like, you were out of the womb and was like, I want to do strength and conditioning <laughs> and like, you're so successful right. at it. But I think that's what a lot of people think when someone has success that they were devoting every minute of every hour of every day from a really young age. And it's like, no, we all are a little lost at some point yeah. and not really sure. And then it finds us and you find you're passionate about it. And
2: right. you have all Especially this. Amazing. when you're like You're like 18, you go to college, like you have no idea what the hell you want to do. No. Yeah. yeah. Like you're so young, like, and looking back, like, I wish I did like a post-grad year or something, just kind of like figure it out, figure it out a little yeah. bit before I, I wasted two years at, at a different school. But, you know, like you said, it it is a journey and like, just like figuring it out along the way is what, what is like the beauty of it, you know? Yes. Yeah.
0: It makes it that much more special yeah. when you have such high accomplishments. So what I really want to get into
1: is Mike Boyle. Yeah. Like, We're like that foundation of your strength and conditioning. Do
0: you want to tell us a little bit about what it is for the listeners that don't know what it is? Me and Carly do know because it's very well known known around here. Um, but yeah, tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So it's uh, a gym like located a little bit north of Boston, um, run by Mike Boyle, who's like as big of a legend as it gets in, in the industry, like, you know, worked for the Red Sox, worked for the Bruins. He's
1: He's unreal.
2: Pretty much everyone under the sun like he's 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 the goat of strength and conditioning. <laughs>
1: Truly. Um, yeah.
2: So, I started my internship there right after I graduated college um in 2018 and then got hired in the fall. So, I mean, it's just like I'm really biased like it's just literally the Mecca of strength and conditioning. Like everything they do there is so detailed and thought out and like based on science and, and just like the people there is the, like from the ladies that work in the front office to like all the coaches, like I had so much fun working there. Like it was never like show up to work. Like even if it was like 4.45 AM on a Tuesday morning, like you're like, oh, at least like the clients are a lot of fun. Like I get to, like you basically just hang out with your friends. Like I was friends with everyone I worked with.
1: And then on top of
2: that, like I just got so much experience coaching. Like I was working like 12 hours a day, Every day, all year, and mm-hmm. like never once, like
1: got burned out or anything like that. Yeah,
2: yeah but like just, just for a young coach to get like hands on experience like that is like totally invaluable. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be where I am today if it, if it wasn't for that place. And like, I like my new job, but I, I still miss Boyles quite a bit because it's just like it's a really special place.
1: So, from Mike Boyles, you got asked to help design a gym, correct? Yes. So how did you get into that yeah. position? What? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah, that was like the coolest part about this job is um, when they first, like when I first like applied for this job, I didn't believe it was a real thing. They were like, come out design <laughs> a gym. Like, you know, you're going to run the whole program for, for, we have eight different teams here. So, um, but yeah, like I, I, like I did a project my senior year of college that was like design a gym. And like, I think that's in every strength and conditioning program. Yeah, I did to
0: do that too. My gym was trash. Yeah. I was like,
2: what, when the hell am I ever going to use this? Like, I'm not going to design a gym. And then I'm like, you know, frantically looking back at my notes from senior year, like, how you know, like, <laughs> so high hide the mirrors, need to be off the ground, like that kind of stuff. And, and like, Mike was really helpful with that stuff as well. Like he wrote a book about that stuff. So he was just oh my like, God. of course he did. He, he gave me the blueprint. Um, but yeah, like, it's pretty sick. Like I, I didn't. Like I, I had help with the the equipment company we use perform better. Like, yeah, they design it like like you know a digital layout and everything. But like, I got to pick everything that went in there. I get to pick where it goes. Like, oh my the- god! Like, yeah, it was sick.
0: That is so cool too. That you don't have to like actually swipe your own
1: credit card for that. Like, yeah, not- <laughs> you're coming out of your pocket. Well, me and Maddie have a gym out in Framingham, and it's a swiping of our own credit card. Like- so it's been a slow build. Okay. It's been a. Yeah build as we progress. Type gym equipment is so expensive.
2: It adds up quick, especially with, like the shipping and stuff.
0: Oh my gosh. Because everything is so heavy. So yeah. no,
2: right. all <laughs> yeah. of our
0: UPS and FedEx people <laughs> hate us. The, like a guy showed up to our house. <laughs> we ordered um, bumper plates. We ordered like a 35s and 25s and we shipped them to my parents' house because we didn't know when they would come. And we happened to be home when this UBS guy um, was delivering and we were standing out in front of the house and he was like, hey, I have some stuff for you. And we we're like, great. He's like, do you want me to bring it all the way over here? And we we're like, yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Like, that's perfect. He's like walking and like, he... <laughs> waddling up and we are both pretty like we're injured we have injuries i have a back injury she has a rib injury so we're like not gonna lift we're not gonna go over and help him out of our way (laughs) so we're like watching him and he's like looking at us he's like i have four more and we're like sorry yeah we felt like sweating yeah no
2: it's behind him like out of breath he was so so
1: pissed he was literally
0: grilling us the whole time we were like
1: yeah, we happened to be out in the driveway too when it was getting delivered. And like it I was think the he worst. was more
0: mad that we were like, do you need help? Because we're like, yeah. we know that shit's heavy. Yeah. We do not want to carry that. <laughs> so sorry. And we sound like assholes, but we're actually crippled. Yeah, so we so- couldn't help him even if we wanted to. Exactly. But it was kind of comedic because he didn't obviously know that. So just so, yeah,
2: so take that, multiply it by, I don't know, I think we had 35 thousand pounds of equipment delivered on one day
0: oh Um, did you have to help set it up
2: like an 18 wheeler i i put everything together by hand it was ridiculous i had some help from other coaches but like i'm talking like every bolt into every rack i had one like ratchet and by the end, like my hands were bleeding. Cause I was just like, I literally spent 72 hours straight in the gym, just cranking bolts in. Oh, I'm not trying to laugh I, belt.
0: that, but that's almost laughable of how tedious that must've been. Yeah, that, oh my
2: God. It was the worst. Like, that sounds like torture. I, I had some help. Well, like everyone would help. And then like, you know, seven o'clock rolls around they're like, All right, fizzle out. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, the gym opens on Monday. And if I don't put this together, then we're not going to have a gym. So like, I literally was there all day for three days in a row. Just that's like, just it down. Like, it, was, oh. it was humbling for sure. I oh, I'm like, sure. Humbling.
0: But I get like a, a desk chair delivered and there's four <laughs> parts. And yeah. I'm like, so it's going to sit in the box till someone else deals with this because I'm not like, yeah, right. we got
1: a weight rack it's, delivered and it was sitting in the three box weeks. for three weeks. And then finally me and my boyfriend, Joe, <laughs> we were put it together <laughs> and it like, and Mm. Me and Joe don't fight often about like, it's only but when we're putting something together for the gym. That's when the claws come out. Tensions
2: that, are high. Yeah. That's,
1: tensions are high. I think it's just because people are like, I have it one way
0: and then they want it the other way. Yeah. And you're like, so one way is right. And one way is wrong. Who's going <laughs> to, who's going to admit they're wrong. Like genuinely. So maybe it was for the best that you were doing it alone because then you didn't have to tell people they were doing it wrong
2: yeah i'm a little bit of a perfectionist too and like if someone did it wrong like i would like i i actually had to go back and like redo a couple of things my way like you know i'm looking at the racks and like somebody forgot to put a washer on here so it's like little stuff like that and i'm like i need to fix this And everyone's (laughs) like it's fine like to the point where like when we were placing the racks like i went and bought like a laser guided level to make sure yeah. they were like perfectly yeah. in line. Smart. And everyone's everyone's like, what well, dude, it doesn't matter. Like nobody's gonna notice. Like, it does I'm matter. In, but it does. Like I will know that this rack is <laughs> one centimeter back from
0: the you're also like, this is my child. Do you not understand?
2: That's too. I was like, I want it to be perfect. Yeah. I, like, I mean it doesn't matter. I'm like, but it does matter. Yes. A lot.
0: So you're you'd be the one who got in trouble if anything went wrong probably. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So yeah. after that then you began your coaching career, which you're currently at because you designed the gym for this career.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah.
1: And how do you, so I'm actually super curious because I've always like grown up. Um, I'm not, I know. Ne- okay. What's happening? I was going to say, I'm Everything like short circuiting. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like, I, so yes, I was going to say, yes. Because I was going to say, I love like coaching swimming for like high school kids and like for but when it gets younger than middle school, I'm like not a kid's person. <laughs> I like when they're like old enough to have a conversation with you and like not be weird about it, and not be awkward, you know? Yeah. Um, but I like grew up loving coaching like the local swim teams around as long as they were the older kids. Are they like, don't give me the young kids. Yeah, don't give me the not young kids. Not babysitting
0: today. Literally. <laughs>
1: So, like a I, so I was going to ask you how it feels working with kids like and how is that strength and conditioning different and how do you have to modify what you learn at Mike Boyle to like transform it into working with ch- like younger. Yeah. Humans? What are the age
0: groups that you work with?
2: So we have we have eight teams ranging from U10 to oh my U18. God. So a pretty wide range, like yeah. you 18 kids are basically adults and you 10 kids are like babysitting, they're just balls of mush that are like, you know, yeah, little destructive monsters. But
1: yeah, um, see, that's the, my nightmare.
2: Like, yeah, it it can be a little bit challenging at times. Like when I worked at Boyle's, like when you start there, you kind of start with the younger groups. That's yeah. kind of how you like
0: work your way out,
2: cut your teeth and like earn, earn some credit there. But yeah. Um, I think what happens with the younger kids is the role moves a little bit more away from strength and conditioning more to like being a teacher, right? Like yeah. your, your goal with little kids should not be to teach them. Like you don't need to get them bigger, faster, and stronger. Like they're 10, like they're going to yeah. grow all that stuff will happen naturally Yeah. or like teaching them to move their body, like be coordinated. And like, most importantly, develop like a healthy relationship with exercise, right? Like you want them to have fun. Yes. You want them to come to the gym, like. It's got to be like enticing for them to be there. So, like totally. when I first got out of here, like I tried to like run a little bit more serious of a strength and conditioning program, and I was like beating my head up against the wall with the little kids because it yeah. was like I was expecting way too much about them. And what I really learned is that you know, like you really have to tailor what you're doing to the people you're working with.
1: Yeah, and, you have to you make know, it like a game for the kids, right? And
2: hundred percent. I mean, you got you to gotta dangle a carrot and be like, if you want to. <laughs> You know, if you want if you want to lift weights, like, you got to do this, this, and this before. Right. And, like, it becomes, like, uh, you just have to, like, manage their attention spans. Because, like, that's something I've noticed, too, is, like, when you're talking to kids, especially nowadays, yeah. like, you got, like, five seconds to make it
0: <laughs> Literally five.
2: Literally, like, you see the point where their eyes glaze over and they're <laughs> no longer listening <laughs> to you. So you have to, like, you have to keep everything short and sweet and, like, just kind of... <laughs> Get as much as you can out of them. And like, there's good days and bad days. Like, there's days when I leave the gym and I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Like,
1: right. Yeah. You all have terrible.
2: This. Like, kids were, you know, like destructive today. They're throwing hurdles at each other. Like, <sighs> they're playing soccer with the medicine balls. Like, oh, what am my I doing? God. And then there's days where you're like, it's like really fun and like yeah, and rewarding. You know, yeah. The other part is like, you know, it's socialization for them. And like, mm-hmm. they don't get PE class anymore. Like, there's no recess. Like, it's... And and like, you can use this kind of training to build their confidence too. Like you can take some like awkward, like gangly kid who like won't talk, won't make eye contact with you and you get 10 weeks with them. And by the end, like he could be a totally different person. So that's where working with the little kids becomes like really, really satisfying. That's... Like you get a lot out of it. Such it makes great... like all the, the struggle worth it, you know? Yeah. This is
0: such a good way to look at it. It really is. I First know. of all, developing a healthy relationship with exercise we love that i love that and we talk about that all the
1: time because if I you mean, don't teach them at that age it could grow into something way, way worse. worse
0: and you know i think a lot of what we talk about we talk about it from a women's perspective but a lot of men actually do struggle with over exercising and a, a life balance of it too and i feel like especially with athletes it's all your program to know at some point yeah and then when Say when you leave athletics, like me and Carly both kind of had that situation where we left athletics and we're like, okay, so I need to work out every day, twice a day in order to stay fit. And everyone's like, no, no, <laughs> that's not you normal. You do not have to do that anymore. Like that was for your sport. That was basically your job. So developing that at age 10 is huge, but exactly. also the socialization aspect is unreal. Like thinking yeah. about that, you, that like you said a lot of these kids probably are shy you know don't awkward get to, don't get to socialize as much as they used to especially with the pandemic and they, now it's like up to right. you to like make them feel comfortable in an environment that they didn't really know right. and now like they're blossoming in it all i can picture is joe going like one two three eyes on me
1: <laughs> <laughs> come on quiet coyote <laughs> wait so do you have a favorite age group that you like working with
2: I'd say pretty much as like age 15 and up is, is good for me. That's when they
1: get serious about it.
2: Right. That's exactly. They start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I'm fortunate enough to work with a lot of really good athletes. Like our U15 team this year was, you know, top 10 in the country went to national tournaments. Like, and it was one of the, it was like the most fun I've ever had with, with a team.
1: Someone Um, actually wrote in at
2: that age where there's, Oh, no, good. go ahead. finish, finish. No, I, I, it's it's just like they're, they're at that age when it's like they start to get it and yeah. you can really kind of like push them pretty hard and and see some pretty cool results, which is like that's why you're a strength coach, because you like to help people like reach their goals. And like, I don't know, it's kind of like. Uh, it's it's like weird like science experiment you're like oh, I'm gonna turn you into a mutant like yeah <laughs> and like you know you, you get kids that get like super strong super fast and like it's it's cool to do you it's know? also
1: awesome because like injuries are like less during that age like they're not their well, body like injury prevention too. yeah it is but I, someone did write in and ask who was your favorite athlete you've worked with thus far Whew.
2: oh that's tough I can't I can't say that yeah you can't who like said I, that i know the, yeah like was I, it, I can't pick a favorite like
0: was it one of your friends it might have been in? one of your friends maybe it was one of your athletes
2: <laughs> it might have been it might have been one of my athletes
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah being like i'm gonna no, like, test I, him <laughs>
2: yeah i'm not i'm not uh somebody will get upset if i don't say them or something I don't
0: know. yeah no. No, I, no 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 i think too with um the age group that you love to work with, they probably are like just going through puberty. So they're like actually building muscle now and seeing things happen and changes and like building that muscle. Cause like you said, with 10 year olds, you're not throwing them in the gym being like, okay, so you're going to deadlift 150 pounds by next week. And it's going to be great. And you're going to have perfect form. It's like, so no, (laughs) we're going to start with the basics and get you set up really well. So I think that is so cool that you're just working with all these successful athletes and like, what a better space for you as a former hockey player. And then also as someone that just had so much background in strength and conditioning to now be doing what you're doing.
2: Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky. Like as a guy who loves hockey, like I get to work with basically only hockey players. Like that's so that cool. doesn't really happen. Like no. when, you, when I worked at boils, it's like Everyone. everything, like from, you know,
1: but that's also amazing experience to have, like you said, because you, you know how to handle like pretty much every sport, every type of athlete that comes in to Mike Boyles. But my question for you is you've done so already, how old are you? 20, 26. 26. And you've done so much within the fitness industry already working with all types of strength and conditioning at Mike Boyles, designing and building a gym and now working with youth hockey players. What has been your favorite part so far and where do you ultimately want to end up in the fitness industry?
2: Yeah. um, I think probably the coolest thing I got to do. um, A couple of summers ago, I went and worked for the San Jose Sharks um, out in California for for a couple of weeks, I helped with like their development camp. And like, as a hockey guy, like that was the coolest thing. It's in amazing. The world. Oh my God. How do you like was, put it aside
0: being like, Oh my God.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I literally like, I didn't even like, I was so like, I wasn't like, st- like, I don't want to use the word starstruck, but I was like, holy crap. Like this is the NHL. Like this is the, the big leagues. Like it was, it was so cool. And like, that plays into what I want to do. Like I want to be an NHL strength coach at, at some point in my career. Like that's yeah.
0: on the way you, you are, are yeah. literally on the way.
2: I feel like I'm on the right path, but like, obviously that's a pretty lofty goal. Like, you know, whatever, there's only like 30 or 31 NHL strength coaches. So, but you know, I think at my end, like my career end goal is like, as long as I can be around hockey, whatever level it's at, like I'll be happy. Just the culture surrounding the sport. And like, I've never met a bad person that, that is involved in the game. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing for me is just, like, staying around it. Like, I always, you know, I dreamed of being an NHL player, but when you're, you know, a whopping 5'7 and you know, <laughs> very good at hockey, like, that's probably <laughs> not in the cards. So, like, this is my way to kind of, like, live vicariously through others and, and you know, hopefully help some kids realize the, the goals that I once had, you Well,
0: know? you're kind of... So even though you're not training direct NHL. NHL players right now, you're probably developing a lot of really incredible athletes and priming them to go play in really good colleges and then ultimately maybe NHL end up teams. There. So it's like, think of all those amazing connections you're making there. And then my question, one of my questions for you is, do you feel like now where you're at, You know, networking is gonna be so big for you in order to maybe get to that year-end career goal because you're surrounded by such, you know, prestigious players and probably other prestigious trainers too. Like you probably cross paths with a lot of people out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think networking is one of like the most important things you can do as a strength coach. Like you need to constantly be learning from other people if you want to be at the top of your game. So like, you know whether it's through social media or whatever, like meeting people through mutual friends or, or just being around the game, being around the rink, like you never know who you run into. And like, unfortunately, like not unfortunately, but like that's part of the way this industry works. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's not really what you know, it's it's who, who you, you know. know, like, you know, everybody is going to have their college degree. Everyone's going to have a, a litany of certifications. Like, yeah, you might even have your master's. Like on paper, you know, like you're going to have the same qualifications as everyone. But mm-hmm. like, if you can prove to these people in your network that you're a good person, you do a good job, like opportunities will come your way. Absolutely, and, and I think that's like the main thing for me. Is like, if you're a good person, good things will come your way. So yeah, absolutely. Keep that in mind, you know.
1: I mean, if you can talk to people and hold a conversation. That's, that's what it's
0: all about. Huge. Like it is
2: 95% of the job. Yeah.
0: And like you said too, you're working with all age groups. So you have to be sociable and fun with all age groups, inviting to athletes. Like they want, they have to want to work out with you because I've had trainers before. I remember like in the past where I show up, I'm like, "Mm, yeah, no, not really in the mood. Yeah. You're not in the mood. I'm not in the mood like (laughs) I need I need something from you like for me to be motivated right now. So I feel like we as trainers, all three of us probably know you have to want to be there for your athletes and clients to want to be there. So
2: 100 percent you got to bring the energy, right? Like
1: always pump. Nobody wants to train with
2: someone who like doesn't talk or like, you know, like you got to be a people person. Number one. Otherwise, like all the knowledge you have doesn't matter if you can't convey it to someone and like make them as excited about it as you are, you know? Absolutely.
1: Joe, my next question for you, do you shave your balls? I do, yes. I love it. All right. The flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim your holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, baby. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for our audience. Use code BIGNIGHT, that's B-I-G-N-I-G-H-T, to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the other 2 million men and Joe who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure you're trimmed, smelling nice. After all, it is some time for spring cleaning. Have you heard of their weed whacker? This nose and
0: ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate little baby holes. No more gross (laughs) nose hairs flying in the wind. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code bignight at manscape.com. That's 20% off in free shipping with code big night at manscape.com. It's spring cleaning baby in your balls and holes. Well, thank you.
1: So I'm so sorry. That was yeah. amazing. Well, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Matt, if you, if you listened to last week, Maddie and I were talking about how I like, will randomly be at parties and be like, Hey, so do you like, Shave your balls, like to people, and (laughs) and I like don't find it weird. I'm just like a very like a people person. It's just
2: (laughs) that's the that's yeah.
1: Carly's like oh like I'm usually
0: icebreakers. The weather's nice today. What's your name? How old
1: are you? And I'm like, do you shave your balls? So let's get intimate here. I'm like, do you know how to bury a dead person once you (laughs) kill them? (laughs) Literally, I like I. I don't know how. To, it's been a year since we've socialized. What do you think yeah, I, I have to talk so about? This take
2: off the rust a little bit, and like yeah. not do podcast ad reads as your your greetings to people. Literally, exactly, Carly's
0: like, well, our podcast talks about ball shaving, so it looks like. Do you do it? Yeah,
2: yeah. I want to know.
0: Just wondering. I've asked
1: pretty much every guy I've come into contact with in the past couple months. So. Is,
0: I'm gonna pretend that that doesn't horrify me. I'm just gonna pretend like that's normal. For- I walk in and and Carly's like I already asked him if he shaved his balls and I was like,
2: <laughs> we just. That was like the third thing she said to me. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good time.
1: Yeah. Well, well if the shoe. So I don't. So we met. I I was introduced to Joe through a mutual friend. Yeah. at Appa spoke. Who is um like the social media coordinator? Appa spoke. She's I love her. The best. The best. Lauren is one of the best people I've ever met, and um. I wonder if she was telling, like, if you she gave you any sort of heads like up that I am a full blown psychopath. Like I, she, like you know what I mean. I was like, I wonder if no, she was she like, didn't. wow, well, Lauren, I had thank to you. Do my own
2: research. I had to listen to a few episodes do, of the podcast. Do you
0: remember to- what episodes you listened to? Uh,
2: I listened to the acupuncture one and oh. then the most recent one.
0: Love it. Did Love you it. get yeah. a little chuckle in once in a while?
2: I did. Yeah. Was, okay.
0: Maddie needs constant reassurance that we're funny. You can ask like our (laughs) producer Hurley after every episode, I look at him, did you laugh? Was it funny? Were we funny? And he's like, I can
2: assure you, you guys are pretty funny.
1: Well, thank you. you. I think
0: it might just be how uncomfortable we are
1: occasionally (laughs) because that's just who we are as people. But I do like reassurance. I'm gonna bring this back to exercise because I have a very important question for you. Okay, great. So what is your favorite exercise?
2: Uh, that's a tough one.
1: Okay. Let's say power exercise
0: and then we can do like a rehab exercise too. Oh,
1: okay. So let's say one on the weight rack, favorite exercise on the weight rack, favorite hip move, and then favorite rehab exercise. Um,
2: let's see. I don't know. Like I'm kind of in at at the risk of seeming soft here. Like (laughs) I don't, I don't really like do any like like I let's say trap bar deadlifts okay. I don't really like I have pretty bad shoulders from hockey so I don't bench yeah. press. Like, I do hang cleans from time to time just so I can like look like I know how to do them when I have to demo <laughs> them right? yeah. that's, like, that's like my main thing with training now like I I want to do the least amount of work possible to like look good feel good <laughs> and be moderately athletic so like yes. you know a lot of the exercises that i did when i was like in my meathead stage like are kind of off the table now because mm-hmm. like it doesn't really matter to me yeah you don't need
1: pounds. to like walk around like this if you don't have well to. if we're no.
0: demoing for clients right i'm like i don't have to throw up 80 pounds to look credible if <laughs> to i snatch like, like <laughs> i if i can just show them how to do it with a, a good 10 pound dumbbell and they can throw up 80 pounds that's great that's amazing yeah. but like
2: I got to be like strong enough that like I can occasionally do something impressive. So kids are like, Whoa, coach can actually like move. Like, yeah. you know, but like that's basically like, I'll like once in a while, like I'll just go up to like some kids doing hand cleans. I'm trying to coach them. Like I'll just grab his weight and like rip off like three real quick and be like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Just to kind of like humble them a little bit, you know, yeah. or, like, you know, demoing chin ups, like just like doing chin ups and like, just talking the whole time, making it look really easy. I love that. You got to be able to do that occasionally. But other than that, like I don't really care about being like super jacked or like the strongest guy in the room. Like I just want to look good with my shirt off. That's pretty much it.
1: (laughs) I love that. That's a great goal. I feel like that's
0: great though, because it's like, we always say there's the stereotypes and the ideas of what people in the fitness industry should look like or should be able to do. And it's like, there's not this perfect little you know, cut out of what, like everyone's going to look different. Everyone's right. going to be able to lift a different amount of weight. Yeah. Everyone's going to be built differently. Like we, I always joke, Carly's always had a six pack. I've never had a six pack. And it's not because we do crazy different things. No, it's just not, you can actually
1: lift more than me.
0: It's just genetically we're different. So we're, that's like so nice and refreshing to hear, especially from a guy too, a, a someone that trains. They're like, I don't really do it to look like this certain crazy way. I just want to feel comfortable in my own skin. It's like, and I love that.
1: So do you find, um, time to work out in the gym, like on your own time, or are you just like, for example, do you like have like a, a workout regimen or do you feel that you spend so much time in the gym right now? You're just like, I don't need to be there any extra.
2: That's, I do feel that way sometimes, but I do have a program that I follow. Like, I okay. mostly just use the program that I create for my athletes and then modify it basically to like what I want.
0: That's do. like what we do. It's literally what we do. We're like,
2: like, I struggle so hard with like sitting down and being like, all right, I'm gonna make myself a six week block of training. Like <laughs> I I know like, like my program for my athletes is good. So it's, it's good enough for me. And like, yeah, but there are days where it's like, I like, I can't spend all day in the gym and then like get hyped to go train. Oh, yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah. You're talking to two people that like at the it's, end of the day, like, they're like have,
2: no. Yeah. Yeah. No. You I, need a, a little environment change. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, at so
1: work-life balance. I yes. did you mention in the um in our like pre-talk email that you also did the nutrition aspect for your athletes?
2: So I we we actually partnered with a, a nutrition company this year. That's I love that. Pretty sick. So like we have a nutrition coach. Um This was, this was mainly just for like one or two of our teams of the older kids. Yeah. Uh, We have uh, like an in-body body body composition scanner. So we scan body composition every week. And then that information is used uh, by their nutrition coach to kind of like tailor a custom diet for them um, based on like their activity levels, you know, like.
1: That their so goals.
2: Cool. And, and it's all like, like, if you, I'm sure you guys have heard of my fitness pal. Like yeah. Yeah. it comes with an app that's, that's like that. And their, their nutrition coach can see, you know, what they put in every day. And like, they get a, a rating on their meals based on like how they are. And then
1: wow. you
2: know, every week they get a, a zoom call with their nutrition coach. And he's like, Hey, you know, you skip breakfast Tuesday, Thursday, like, let's make sure we get back on that. But I mean, Love it, was, that. it was, it was, it was one of the most valuable things we did this year like
1: probably yeah
2: dur- during the season like it's tough to put on weight for athletes like yeah, especially yeah. these kids are skating three times a week so and much cardio these- yeah exactly like they're they're like you can assume they're burning probably around 800 900 calories each time they're on the ice for an hour
1: wild and then shit.
2: and then they play you know four sometimes five games in a weekend so like making sure they're properly fueled for what they have to do was absolutely massive for us. And we had some kids that even were and managed to put on like three, four pounds of muscle in season, which is. Oh, um, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. I feel like when you're an athlete, it is so easy to under eat. It's freaky. You're burning yeah. so much. And, you know, I love that the nutrition coach is not tracking the meals to be like, you're taking too much in. They're like, we need to make sure you're fueling your body because the minute you don't, that's when injury can happen. That's when lack of performance can happen. And I think that just comes back full circle for us. And everything we talk about, we're like, skipping your meal isn't going to make you perform better. No. It's not going to make you lose weight. It might actually make you feel way worse. Yeah.
1: And you right. could even hurt yourself. Absolutely. We, yeah, no. Sorry, no, no, no. Go ahead, finish. It's sorry.
2: Like I find that most kids chronically under eat. Like it's, oh, for sure, hundred percent. Where like I'm telling them, like, look, you're gonna have to eat to the point where you're like maybe don't want to eat anymore. Like you need, they need to be eating over three thousand calories a day. And for some kids, like that's just so so difficult. It's like, a lot just, of food. Coach, like, I'm not hungry. It's like. It's, it's about finding ways to, like, make it easier for them in that yeah. sense. Because otherwise, like, you're right. Like, they just won't perform. Like, our season this year, because of COVID, was nine months long. Like, that's a lot of hockey. Like, we played <laughs> over 60 games. Like, wow. if you're Holy not taking care of yourself and what you're eating, like, by the time, you know, when the playoffs roll around, like, you're going to be dead. Yeah. I, so, it's, it's really it's, important.
0: I love that. I think that's just... It's so refreshing to hear it from another person. Yes. because we talk about it in a different all the time. industry. Yeah. Well,
1: same industry, but different position that we're in. in different because, clients, basically. Yeah. Your
0: clientele is different than our clientele, and we
1: have we have a lot of clientele who um, wh- like we. I don't know where I was going with that. Like they work out to keep a baseline, and they're like they're like I just want to work out to feel healthy, to feel good. Like they work out with us because they they. It's like their mental release when they come work out with us, and, and want to get stronger. And it's yeah, and it's different than athletes who are have to work out that much to maintain their athletic performance, and their ability, and their yeah. ability. So we we tell our all of our clients: Are you eating enough? Are you eating breakfast? Are you fueling up? Water. Are you drinking water? And it, it's so nice to hear someone saying that about their like professional, well, pretty much semi-professional athletes that they need to be eating that much. And I, it's just listen up everyone.
0: (laughs) Um, Eat your damn breakfast.
1: Eat the damn, all three meals
0: and some snacks, eat them and then have some dessert veggies. Yeah. And drink your water because if you don't drink enough water and I've been learning this, you'll get a headache and your body will be inflamed. I'm not kidding. Water reduces inflammation in the body. Just listen to me.
1: We're going to wrap this up, but I have one last (laughs) final question for you. Um, do you see yourself moving back out to the East coast eventually down the road?
2: Um, I'd yeah, see. I could see that happening. Like the kind of the nature of the job when you're straight coach is you go where the job is. Yeah. So I mean, like, I will like, yeah, say the Boston Bruins call tomorrow and they're like, we absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm back in a heartbeat, but yeah. I think it, I got to, you know, do what aligns with my professional goals. But I think like, you know, maybe 10 years from now whatever, like I would definitely like want to go back to the Cape and live there. I, of I just, course. That's I what, love it so much. Yeah, That's like, your grief. I, I miss Goshen and like, yeah, it's just that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't blame you. And I think the cool part is, like you said, your profession, 100%. You I got to follow that. when I was in college, I had four different strength and conditioning coaches. I had like a new one each year um, at UMass. And each and every one of them, they were like, oh, I just got hired by a school in Texas. And I'm like, oh, have you ever wanted to live there? Like, no, but the job's there. And yeah. it's like, it doesn't, it's, you know, you have to be willing to move around. And then also like, imagine you're in your position and you just keep growing and getting better and you're staying out in Chicago. Exactly. And you're like, my career is flourishing. And Chicago a really freaking cool place to yeah, be too. Yeah, I've heard. So, I mean, it's cool that you know You know, maybe one day you'd want to go back, but it's like, I always think about it. We, our business is in
1: Framingham, Mass. As much as I want to move to Charleston, South Carolina, I'm not going anywhere. Our roots are dug (laughs) deep. Our roots are so freaking deep. Yeah, I would love to go to San Diego tomorrow, but... We're stuck. Maybe here. one day when we expand our business and have people take over the Boston branch, maybe we wouldn't mind that. There you go. We're looking. So We're bad. hiring. No, I'm just if, kidding. Yeah. If
0: anyone, <laughs> if anyone, wants to come get a job, Joe. <laughs> anyone? I know.
1: No. Joe. <laughs> Joe, you want yeah, to come work for us? back. Um. But Joe let everyone know where they can find yes. you on Instagram website base. Like, and if like, especially if people want to ask you questions, yeah. I feel like
0: a lot of the time listeners love to get back to those guests and be like, Hey, actually you mentioned this that, and the other thing. I'd love to hear more about it. So what's your Instagram handle? Do you have a website? What's going on?
2: Uh, Instagram is at post Maloney. M-E-L-O-N-I. <laughs>
1: Someone thought we had pretty. Post Malone coming on the podcast. <laughs> I was
2: like, all right.
1: Pretty close. It's, it's,
2: a pretty, it's a pretty good Instagram tag. <laughs> I, I, really I want that one up pretty early. Um, my email, if you want to email me questions or whatever, is my last name, joe at gmail.com. Uh, I have Twitter. Um, oh, I honestly yeah. don't even know what my Twitter handle is because I'm barely <laughs> up in there. Um, that's okay. Go back to Twitter. Yeah, like that's, that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't have a website or anything. Maybe I should make one.
1: Well,
0: I mean, you work for this massive company. I was
1: gonna say maybe if you go off on your own one day, but yeah, but you don't, you don't need, need one, one right yeah. now. It's it's expensive. You do not want a website,
0: to be <laughs> yeah. honest.
2: I don't. I don't think I. Need, I, like, I don't even know what I'd put on my website. Like I'm not gonna write blogs or anything. Just <laughs> put <laughs> selfies. I'm a be cool like yeah, I'm Joe. Like, <laughs> Joe selfies. Joe like, Joe
0: likes hockey and is a great yeah. <laughs> strength and conditioning coach. And then just put all of your incredible like credits and credentials yeah, and
1: like. I'm amazing. Just type the title. I'm amazing. Perfect. Dash Joe. (laughs) Well, thank you, Joe, so much for coming on today. It was so cool to have someone in your profession on the podcast. And I think people are going to really enjoy it and learn so much from you. So thank you so much for taking the time and coming on.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This was awesome. It was Appreciate so it.
1: much fun. So
0: you all can look for this um, episode, episode 31. It's going to be balls, And don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, reach out to Joe and say he's awesome, whatever you want to do. But we will see you next, next week. week Bye. Bye.